Hello world, I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster. Hipster. Where we talk about Black pop culture. Gay pop culture. Black gay pop culture. And sometimes other, other shit. When I got another laugh for <laughs> Black Hipster. I, I noticed, you say it is, is so it Black funny. Hipster? Uh, no, I mean, Black it's Hipster? Black Hipster. However you want to say Black Hipster. Like, I, um, <laughs> you, you've been saying that for a while that I say it funny. And then I listened to myself one time and I was like, oh, I do sound a little funny. But that was the only time that I thought I was, it was I the Hipster. It was yes, and something about yeah, the inflection about the in hipster. the Hipster. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to make sure, I'm trying to enunciate. I'm trying to make sure is I that say that right? Well, mm-hmm. I don't care if I say Hipster. I'm from Brooklyn. Our ERs are A's, it is, or A-H's, it yeah, is what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, happy Black History Month. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get a chance to do it last week, do we? <laughs> well, I think this is going to be our first episode of Black History Month. No, no, what's today? What do you mean? Last uh, Wednesday was with, for sure February. That's right. Last yes. Wednesday. Oh, my god! But we had pre-recorded the yeah. week prior because... I was gonna say someone was out of town, but I guess we were both out of town. Yeah, we were both out of town. We were yeah. both in Boston, mm-hmm. um, so we didn't get a chance to <laughs> talk about Black History Month. But uh, shout out to everybody who, in my timelines, was like blackity black black. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is like my black. whole yeah. timeline on Saturday was just like this will be the blackity black black blackest month <laughs> of the blacky black month. I was yes. like. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're black every month. Literally, like everything was just like blackity black black. I, I, it reminds me because now I'm forgetting what it was. I told Josh that we were gonna do something, and he was like, "Why?" Wow. I was like, "Because it's Black History Month. You go do this, month. this month." I mean, mm-hmm. he's with me, so he has to do, um, you know, lots of black things. Well, actually, we don't do that many black things, whatever that means. Well, but one of my coworkers asked me how was Boston, and I said. It's a very white town. <laughs> Probably not the best place I want to be to ring in Black History mm-hmm. Month. Just saying. Oh, that's right. Because you're ringing in Black And saying. you're in a neighborhood where there aren't a lot of... Brookline. Yeah, where there um, aren't any. Yeah, there aren't a lot of black people. people. At all. No. Yeah. None whatsoever. So so it didn't... I was thinking that... I always think when you go back to Boston, because you know we went to school in the suburbs, that there will be something that will be ignited in you and you'll go, Boston is the place I need to be. It seems like you're... <laughs> I didn't want to be in Boston when we were in school. It's, the I know, four I know. years felt like the longest bid ever. Does it? Does it seem like when you're there, it seems like you're all not that you're in a bad mood or anything. And we always, I'm like, how was Boston? It was Boston. It's never. It's like ah, it's Boston. It, it's just nothing. It does it feel like there's nothing going on? Does it feel like it's slow? Does it feel like well, two things is that when we go to Boston, it's typically to visit a friend who is a kid. Mm-hmm. So her life has changed significantly. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, we don't leave her neighborhood. That's true. so that definitely yeah. does not help. Yeah. Uh, we did this time. Mm-hmm. We left the neighborhood twice. Where'd you guys go? Well, the first night, we went to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Did you know I love the Cheesecake Factory? I think a lot of people love I the love Cheesecake Factory. I love the Cheesecake Factory because I grew up in New York City when we didn't have it. Uh-huh. So, it was like a little treat once we moved. Once I went to school in Boston, it was like, oh, what is this place? And then the, the menu's like 150 pages. There's it's- nothing you will not find on that menu. And Everything's always good. Everything, like everything's always the, tasty. What do they call it? Like, what's the? You know how you'll go to a Chinese food restaurant or like an Indian. It seems like they have everything. It's they Ameri- have everything. Quote, unquote, I, I would American. call it an American. Yes, yeah, American. But they yeah. have everything. Everything. Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, I got in like. Something that was like a little Mexican, something mm. that was a little like Asian play. Like we just, we we just everything, a little seafood. I love. I that. love the Cheesecake Factory. I did I not get my strawberry shortcake because the it just the other two weren't gonna eat it with me, and I was just too full to get it. It's really big, but it's my favorite dessert there. <laughs> uh, we went to the Hold Cheesecake up. Factory. I could be in wrong. Brooklyn. Do they have one here in New York? Um, no. Well, New York, yes. Not New York City, though. So there's one. The the only one that I know of is like um, Woodbury. Like Woodbury oh, Commons. Oh, the Commons. Okay. Where the Stop outlets it. are. Yeah. yeah. The closest is the one at Pavonia, Newport, at the mall. There's a Cheesecake Factory. Is that there. new? It's was that there when fairly we were new. It, was, it literally was opening as we were moving out okay. of uh, Jersey City. Okay. But that's the closest one to mm-hmm. New York City is Jersey City. But you, I've been. You've been. I've been. <laughs> yes. And you know, it's in the mall, and I was like, we should sit outside. And I was like, outside in the mall. Oh, I love that. He's like, yes. it's not real outdoors. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> 
I want to feel like I'm curbside. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want mall passes by looking at our food. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory is a thing because I didn't realize that it wasn't in other places because it's very few things that Boston has that unless, you know, like a local thing, like a local thing. Like we have JP Licks and now that's everywhere. But uh, not everywhere, but everywhere in Boston because it was like I grew up in Jamaica Plain. So it was the only one in this in Jamaica Plain. And now it's like in Brookline and other places. But Cheesecake Factory, I was just so surprised. I'm like, is it a Boston company? I don't even know the history. And, um, yeah, it is overwhelming. And the funny thing is, I don't even like cheesecake. But when I went to Boston the last, like, last time, like, two, the last two times, I went to Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's go, because I don't ever have the opportunity to go any other time. Families yeah. love Cheesecake Factory. They is absolutely. That? And they Listen, used to legal that's seafood. what does um, Drake say in his song? What? When he's like, <laughs> first of all, I love that video. What is the name of that song? It's with Tyra in the video. Oh, is this the one and that And then I he leaves seen? his phone. Mm-hmm. At the, he goes in the bathroom, he's washing his hands, and he realizes that he left his phone at the table. And she's going through his phone. Oh, And she's God. like, where were you? It was like their anniversary or something, and mm-hmm. he, he didn't show up. I've never seen um, this. And they get into a huge argument, and she throws the cheesecake in his face. And that's just the Hold beginning. Up, is it and filmed then the, at the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. <laughs> and then the video starts, the music starts, and it comes on, and it starts when he's at the table by himself with the cheesecake all over his face still. That's so funny. And he wraps his verse with the cheesecake all over his face. I like it. And he's like, why you want to go there, cheesecake? He's like, you know I love to go here. I can't take you nowhere. He's like, this is for um, families who drive Camrys and go to Disney. Yeah. And it's like, it's so true. Yeah, lots of families. It's so true, but a lot of dates. Yes. A lot of dates at the Let's Cheesecake the Factory as well. Factory. I had a friend in college who used to take me all the time. Oh, yes. I remember amazing. him. Yes. Yes. I was super broke. I didn't have that kind of money. He got, He's like old money wealthy. And he used to be like, hey, let me take you to dinner tonight. Where you want to go? I'm like, Scott, you know where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> cheesecake, baby. And we would drive to Brookline. I love that you, it's hilarious. Because you're not like, not that New York, I think is different for people who don't know. I think New York is different is that it's not a chain store type of city. Right. So it's there aren't too many chain, I mean, they we have them, but right. they you don't go to, you don't you seek don't out chain there. store that places. That stuff is for uh, tourists. Yeah, for tourists. It's for tourists to feel comfortable when they come from Iowa exactly. and Ohio. Yeah, you're right. And they're, <laughs> go back to Ohio. <laughs> they want to go to, um, what is it, uh, TGI <laughs> Fridays. TGI Fridays, because there's what, two of those, one in Union Square. I've never been to a TGI Fridays in the city. Oh, it's disgusting. Never, not once. I feel bad for saying that. I've but, never, uh, not once. No, you don't need to. TGI Fridays, Fridays, out of the hierarchy, of like fast food restaurants like uh, not fast food like what is those chains. Nuclear rest chains yeah. like cause you have Chili's you have Friday's Applebee's, Applebee's. is Olive Garden Red Lobster there? Olive Garden Olive Garden Red Lobster yeah. to me Uno's which does Uno still exist anywhere? yeah I think there's like two left in the city there was one, there's one on like 86 and Lex or whatever oh, near the really? park. And then there's another one like Upper West Side. Because there used to be one in like in Reddit village. village. Yeah, in the village, yeah. That one is long gone. Wow, um, yeah, I think TG, Uno's is not that. To me, Uno's is probably right above TGI Fridays. I want to go back, by the way, because we were talking about Black History Month. Um, I had seen a meme. Someone was like, what, something about it's Black History Month was the blackest thing that you do or something that like signifies something super black that signifies it is black history month and i wanted to drop mine in and just be like you have your man grease your scalp <laughs> that's some black has that shit. happened to you <laughs> al has never not once greased my scalp <laughs> no no he has not <laughs> That is funny. That's that's true love that right there, love. though. That, that's, that's, that's that, black the, love. The day he greases this scalp, I'll know that this is a forever thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if <laughs> You're going to have Josh grease your scalp? Josh has never greased my Has scalp. he ever, like, done anything with your hair? No, no. I've, like, sprayed his hair down. Like, I've put stuff in his hair to, like, to moisturize it. I've done that. But, no, he doesn't. You know, I want Josh to just moisturize, put lotion on me. You know, one day just moisturize me. Oh, your body. Al yeah. has done that a number yeah. of times. <laughs> he he doesn't because, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Well, how do I say this? Um, Josh does not moisturize. He does not moisturize himself. Okay, <laughs> he doesn't well, moisturize there we go. himself. Now we know the root of that. Which is typical, I think, within a lot of like 
I've only dated a few white guys, so, but they don't moisturize. When they get out of the shower, they don't put lotion on. And uh, are you shaking? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm waiting to, to make my comment. So well, you don't even need to go on. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'll tell him like sometimes he'll go, I'm itching. And I'll go put some lotion on. Or like I'll put it on. Even when I like sometimes when I put the lotion on his body, he record, like he's just like, ugh, this feels weird. And I'm like. What? Did you not grow up moisturizing? No, did you not grow no. up putting lotion on your body? No. Everyone's skin not gets Not even dry. saliva. That's another blackity black one. Oh, yeah. Your Take mother. a little saliva mm-hmm. and wipe some ash on somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Or like in between the webbing on your fingers. I've definitely had to use a little saliva. I did saliva. that the other day. <laughs> I was like, my, I was, my mind was blown that I didn't have any hand lotion on yeah. me, but I didn't. So, had to get a little suck into the middle of the mm-hmm. thumb. Like, a little bit of... There we go. And then you just rub them yep, together. You, rub together. you, you yep. hope not to have to lick both. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully it's not that bad. But yeah, I had washed my hands and didn't have any hand lotion. Yeah, and me. then your hands get dry. I have lotion mm-hmm. at my desk. And I'm in an office full of women and none of them have um, lotion at the desk. But I do. Travesty. And um, it, I, it, They're not what, real women. What, <laughs> what were you about to say about uh, what I was talking about, Josh, like with the lotion? Oh, I was going to say maybe you should just tell him. The more he moisturizes, the the longer he'll stay younger looking. Mm-hmm. And then that will get him to do it more. Maybe. Because, like, then you wonder why your skin looking like mm-hmm. that. Maybe, maybe I should tell him that. Like, listen, you want to conserve Moisturize and put on your SPF, bro. Yes. He's not... I realized my coworker was saying that I just probably just need to buy him something with SPF in it. And, like, he, just have him use it. You know, like, instead of saying, like, hey, Josh, you need to get this, you need to get that. He's not going to do it himself. Because... He's not used to that, so I just probably need to get it for him. Excuse me, I'm a burping. And then he'll use it. I wondered that. I, I mean, sure. I, I don't know. I don't think it's is... enough to just get it. I think you need to reinforce it every day. <laughs> well, he you know what I mean? Like, if he's not used to it, he's going to be like, you got it. And it's just going to sit there on the dresser looking at the both of y'all. He said this is a scam. He What's a scam? That... Lotion? Yeah. Moisturizing? <laughs> Good luck with that, bro. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love you, like moisturizing lotion. No, like the different, like when you have um the, the I use separate cream like lotion moisturizers mm-hmm. for my body and my face. I just do. He thinks that's a scam. He he thinks that it's okay to put the same thing that you put on your body. On but he's your not face. even doing that. So it's uh, like, what uh, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. You're not even putting moisturizer on your body. So how would you know? Which means you ain't put moisturizer on your face either. Well, occasionally what he will do is, and I could be I'm pretty sure he could speak to this better than I know. He'll put lotion on his face, my body lotion, because well, I use Ooh, that, and I'm like, what are you using that for? His like, pores are gonna like, get Josh. so clogged. Yeah, and I told him because he was breaking out for a while, and he, he was trying to figure it out. We're not still not sure what it was, but I'm pretty sure in the beginning, a part of his breakout was because he was putting my cream, and you know, lotion. There's lotion, and then there's cream. And yeah, I use cream for the winter. It. And he was putting that cream. He was like, I love it. Joshy, like, are you putting this on your face? Don't do that. You're <laughs> going to clog your pores and your face will break out. What 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 do you do? Do you ever notice, like, say when we were young, because I always, I, it, it, and I would like stay over a boy's house or something and then they don't have lotion or they don't have moisturizer. And I'm like, what are you doing? What what am I missing? Because how, how are you not ashy? You got to get some on the elbows. Did you ever run into those problems where like you stayed over? Even if you stayed over someone's house and they didn't have something that you needed that you were like, ugh, this is not where I need I to be to right. I went to CVS. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the drugstore. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not doing this. You solved it. You like, solved I it. needed to be somewhere after this little overnight stay mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna have to go and get me something like on the way to wherever i'm going yes i'm popping in the cbs i'm popping in sephora like we're gonna go ahead and get this all the way together is there something <laughs> weird that you always like that you feel comfortable like mine is kind of like i love to have floss i like to have floss i like to have a little toothbrush is there something that you in lotion i need to and chapstick Chapstick so is my thing. So you got a whole care package. Okay, well, chapstick is my thing. Take over well, there. I carry bags, but chapstick, I think out of anything, I need chapstick. Yeah, you were obsessed with your lips I need looking to, They get chap- really, really dry. You have really a thing dry. about your lips being dry. They get it really... Is, it drives everybody crazy. Because you're asking, like, every five seconds, are my lips dry? Your lips are fine, Stanley. <laughs> They're fine. Yeah, I always ask Josh. But the funny thing with living, he's always like, there's always something on your lips. Always something. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, how is this possible? Do you go throughout the day with just stuff in your face? I go, no, it only happens when I'm with you. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm a chapstick fiend. Like, Josh, as a part of, like, gifts that he's given me for, like, my birthday and Christmas, he'll include, like, Organic chapsticks, like that's how much I. You need a chapstick? chapstick. You need to pay us. What? What about for you? This plug. 
Uh, yeah, face wash. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta wash my face. Yeah. Have to wash my face in the night and in the morning. And are you really usually really good with it? Like, even if you get home late, you're good All with it? All the time. It. What if I you don't put on makeup? I never leave makeup on my face. What if, what if you just put on, because um, some days you probably don't wear as much makeup or you'll put on... Some days none at all. But what, I mean, Still you'll put wash on, my face. What, if you don't wear makeup again, what would you put on usually? You'll put on a moist, uh, moisturizer with SPF, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you'll make sure you wash your face at night. Yeah. Before you go to well, bed. Well, when I, I'll wash my face in the morning, I put eye cream, serum, uh, moisturizer, SPF. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much same at night except SPF. And then I'll use like a night serum or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, now that we've gotten our sort of regimens and random stuff I'm out right. of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Giving away all of my tricks. All of the secrets. All of the secrets. I know that we've, um, it, you know, we didn't have a chance to talk about the passing of Kobe Bryant. Right. Um, uh, uh, now, what, two, three weeks ago? Two. And um, <clears throat> which is devastating to uh, you know not even of course to his family and stuff but to a lot of people who were fans of of his and i wasn't um i I didn't watch basketball i wasn't really into sports but i knew of kobe bryant because i'm alive and right it's like who didn't yeah who did it yeah and then i know he went to the prom with brandy so i knew that too but uh (laughs) i I love how like all the not sports people keep bringing that part up oh yeah brandy went to prom together it's like that's what you know kobe bryant from yeah that's how we know someone was talking oh it was someone else josh and i were talking about some like important person and i only knew them because they were kind of adjacent to a celebrity who had done something like a female celebrity was like oh well he did something with so-and-so and that's the only reason why i knew them it's, it goes along with that and um anyway so but i know like my brother was a basketball fan and he was a huge fan of kobe bryant so it was just very sudden he was young and then also to hear about the other people that died but and his, his daughter, daughter who was so 13. young and i think that was just it it, it really got, it, it it had me feeling very sad and you know all of that but um, now we're dealing with this sort of backlash against Gail King and Oprah Winfrey, but mainly Gail King because she held um, an interview with CBS um, this morning with Leslie Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie. I was going to say Leslie Jones, and I know that's not the person. Lisa Leslie, and Lisa Leslie is a friend, um, was a friend of Kobe Bryant's, and she sort of questioned. Um, she brought up the allegations of. Um, she brought up the um, the inform- what is it? She brought up his um, what is it? Two thousand and three rape case, rape case mm-hmm. which was dismissed, and people are not here for they are mostly Gale black is, men. Yeah, Gail is receiving death threats. There have been like celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Bill Bellamy, um, LeBron James. Uh, mostly, yeah, mostly black celebrities have been. Sh- Seeing the black nastiest, male, black the, male yeah, black male Let's celebrities. Be very specific about that. Haven't seen the nastiest things about Gail and and also Oprah, and it's just. I think you'll take it and tell us how you feel about it. I think I was very sad, saddened and just surprised and just the little. I don't want to say hurt, but just frustrated. I think with what was going on because Gail King. To me, I watched the interview and I know what happened was um, CBS sort of to to, to drum up sort of, um, what is it called? Um, Not support, to drum up sort of um, Ah, excitement. Viewers. viewers. I don't even know if they care for excitement. Yeah. So much as just views. Yeah, to to get people, to to let people know what was going out there, to let let people know about the interview and to get viewers and essentially clickbait. Um, mm-hmm. they sort of, um, only posted a clip, a segment of the small interview, which was in total about a little bit over five minutes where Gail was just asking Lisa, um, Leslie about the allegations against Kobe Graham, which were dismissed, um, in like 2003, 2002. So from that, 0304. yeah, oh four. Okay. I'm sorry. So from that, just from seeing that, and it was like a minute or so people were upset. Um, saying that Gail King doesn't support black people, Gail King and Oprah are bringing down black men, and they are the biggest threat to black men, and that how could she do this? This is a beloved person in our community, and blo- it was just the it just the list goes on and on, and um, you know, including Bill Cosby, who's in jail, um, Oops, you know, sit down, for, Bill Cosby. And, and just not even the fact that he's in jail, he's in jail. For sexually raping and right. sexually assaulting, that, which is why I'm like, sit down, yeah. Bill Cosby. You have no say in yes. any of that's like R. Kelly 
making a comment about exactly. it. Exactly. It's like, what? And, and what is happening right now? And people were upset. And, and I get it too. It's, I get it from the standpoint of, okay, you're pers- you feel personally. And that's the thing too. Gail's a generous. You feel personally like this was hurtful and it's so soon after the passing of Kobe. And I, and I can get that. And you're feeling away because you're in your feelings and you don't want anything negative to be in the, in, in the, in the atmosphere, in the environment about him. I get that. But I think to attack Gail and to attack Oprah in a way and to overlook all of the things that they've done is, is insane. And it also brings up issues of, you know, our relationship in the black community with black women and how they are expected to sort of support black men without any regard to how their own feelings and what they're doing to other people and just blindly just sort of support them no matter what they're doing. And that, I think, it shows how far we have to come and the things that we have to work on. Because to me, Gail wasn't asking, you know, if you watch the interview, Gail wasn't asking questions which already didn't exist out there. And I think asking Lisa Leslie, who was a supporter of of Kobe and a friend, was putting in a position of... it would be sympathetic. You know, she is a journalist and she has asked those hard questions because mm-hmm. it's out there and exists. But Lisa Leslie is one who's saying, who said, listen, I think the media needs to chill. They need to take this time and just, you know, respect the family's, you know, feelings and how they're, you know, all of those things. And that was very valid. I think people should have realized that it coming, it coming from someone who was in the community who posed those questions was much more beneficial than other people in the media who were using it as a way to tarnish Kobe's legacy, if that's what you want to call it. Well, that's part of the reason why it needed to be addressed yeah. mm-hmm. was because it had been bought up. It had been brought up. Yeah. So it's I, I just find it absurd that anyone took any offense to mm-hmm. her asking it if they actually watched the clip, like yeah. the the whole interview. Mm-hmm. They actually watched the whole interview. Um, again, we live in a, in a cancel culture where it's like we see a headline and we go off. Mm-hmm. And now this person needs to be dragged and canceled. And then it's like, but then you didn't read the story. Mm-hmm. And actually see what they were talking about. Yeah. So it's like, oh, folks saw a CBS clip. And then it was like, oh, she crazy. Mm-hmm. Why would she do this? Did you watch the full interview? Yeah. yeah. Because the full interview was... Um, it was um, very whole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... It's not like that's what the interview was about. It wasn't. No. That wasn't the focus of the interview. Not at it was all. a very small part of it. And again, it was something that was bought, brought up. I keep wanting to say brought up. It was something that was brought up so needed to be addressed. I thought she addressed it extremely objectively. It was no different than how she handled the R. Kelly situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Very poised, very professional. But yeah. look, but notice the difference. It's like, oh no, we decided R. Kelly was a villain and now it was his time. So we were all here. We were all in support. Gail handled herself like a G. But now that people are are in their feelings about losing someone that they cared about, now she's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, no, those two things, like one doesn't have to be true in order for the other to exist. No, like Bill Bellamy was just so completely off. I was just like, you really should delete this Mm -hmm. from your Instagram because... The things that he was saying, just more proof that black men have this tendency to think that black women are supposed to go to the ends of the earth to protect them um, with no regard for themselves. And, you know, by any means necessary, it's that whole, oh, you don't call the cops. Yeah, I might have beat your ass, but we handle this Mm in-house because you know how they treat black men. And that's going to turn into a whole nother thing. Well... You did punch me in the face eight times yeah, because I dropped some crackers on the floor. So, (laughs) yeah, maybe it's time to call the cops. Yeah. Like, it's just stupid to me that that people are really questioning Oprah on top of that. Like, let's not even get into that. That's a whole nother conversation. Questioning Oprah and Gail's intentions for the black community, Mm -hmm. given their record and everything that they've done leading up to this point. Yeah. But also the fact that I watched the interview. She didn't do or say anything wrong. No. She wasn't offensive. She and like the, like there was nothing in there that I was like, ooh, okay, mm, I could see how people might have taken that. Even she says she was like, she you know she she posted a video on Instagram and she was saying I could see how if you saw that clip only, yeah. you might think one way and you would be upset. Yeah, but you know I just wanted to make sure everybody understands that that was not the focus. That was not my intent. 
you know, CBS did a little cutting up, put it up there for clickbait, mm-hmm. right? They wanted to take the mo- the sexiest part of the interview and put that out there so people would re- would look at it. Yeah. Um. It wasn't enough to just be like, oh, Lisa Leslie remembers friend Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. I'm a journalist. Yeah. Like, you have a whole conversation about something. You take the juiciest nugget and that's your headline. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you lead with that and then you talk about the other stuff. Yeah. But in this case, it just, she, Gail wasn't wrong. And the fact that these men are dragging her, even if, if they've watched the interview and still want to drag, then something's wrong with your brain. Yeah. Something is clearly wrong with the way that you think. And obviously, with the the way that you think about black women in the context of what their job is here on this earth, because it is not to protect you and it's not to serve you yeah. and, in and your you, existence as if they're a secondary citizen. And just also to just make sure, because you are a journalist and you are a black woman, and I think you watching the video, the, the full interview, you, and yes, you're one person, but I think you're very much, you know what's going on. So as a journalist and as a black woman, so to see, to, to for you to see this and for you to also say that it's crazy and it's it it it, it is it is what's the word not warranted for and not even the people who are coming like it's like you can have a problem with it and and maybe you feel like oh I'm in my feelings I didn't like that she asked the question whatever but the fact that even like Snoop Dogg and all these people the the language that they were using the degree and it was right. just what the like well, why Michael was that Eric Dyson. Actually, I mean, Amanda Seals had reposted um, his video and sorry, my Instagram is going off. <laughs> Michael Eric Dyson, uh, Amanda Seals had reposted his video and she says like this best 10 minutes you'll spend on Instagram today. Um, she posted this today and it really is mm-hmm. because it's amazing. Yeah, he 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 just laid the whole thing out in a way that no one else has not obviously, you know. I'm especially appreciative for it because he's a man, yeah. a black man, a black man yeah. speaking up and saying, you know, the the way to the way to love Kobe is not to hate Gail, mm-hmm. like it's not to hate Oprah. That is literally you're literally hating someone because you're accusing them of doing that same thing. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, and he's he also says like you know he had a personal relationship with Kobe and he loved Kobe mm-hmm. and he watched his career blossom and you know he watched him become the man that he is and he also believes Kobe that when he said he did not rape that girl but he also understands Gail doing her job mm-hmm. and where she's coming journalist. from right Sorry. but the crazy thing is like number one she was doing her job number two she did it well yeah she did it well most of the opinions of the people who feel like she did something wrong, have no idea mm-hmm. what it is to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. Like, like real journalism. Yeah. They're so used to, like, you know, Instagram Television. blogging yeah. and calling that shit journalism mm-hmm. that they don't know what real journalism mm-hmm. is anymore these days. Yeah. So you want to come for somebody who's been doing this for I don't know how long mm-hmm. and then tell her, oh, you don't know how to do your job? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to, to, to not name names. <laughs> and not go there with, you know, with specific people. Yeah. You know, I also represent a company that serves black people. But, like, for people to be like, when I interviewed this person, I didn't go there. That was my friend. I, exactly. That was your friend. Yeah. So you approach that like a punk ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Because even though there was something controversial surrounding your friend, you didn't even bother to touch on it to give your friend the opportunity to put their version of... Of what's happening out exactly. there in the world. So you decided you're going to just ignore it. That doesn't help it. Yeah. That does not make stuff go away. When you have someone come on your show. And you sit there and you just kiki and laugh. Like all's fair in the world. But they got a rape case pending. Yeah. Like you look crazy. Exactly. You basically look like an ally and an ass kisser. Mm-hmm. Which makes you A. Not a journalist. Yeah. But, but B. Also just makes you part of their crew. Mm-hmm. You're now just part of their entourage. Yeah. You crew, mm-hmm. you're supporting them. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not a journalist's job, yeah. and that wasn't Gail's job. And again, it was out there. It was brought up, so she couldn't not address it. Yeah. I can't. I I would imagine that that was the only reason why they did the interview with oh, Lisa probably. Leslie. Why otherwise would there have been an interview with Lisa Leslie? And and to me, do like, you what? think? I agree. Yeah, the fact that she is, it, it 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 to me, this interview, the way they did it, I think was 
it would have ended up being beneficial to Kobe because it's like she's his friend. She's a black woman. She's mm-hmm. also in the WNBA. They touched on she's how he had been doing sort of work to sort of support the um, women's NBA and his daughter um, wanted to play. So it's just like she asked that question, but she ended the interview with Lisa Leslie saying, I think the media needs to chill and I think they need to focus on something else. So it was like they, well, they no, also know she, what the interview. She didn't end the interview that way. Because they moved on from that That's question. True. That's it was true. like three more questions That's after true. that. You're right. Where she talked more about his legacy yeah. as a great father and all this other stuff. Yeah. So people are playing themselves like if you really watched that entire interview and that was all you got from it then you're a fucking donkey and yeah. that's what you focused on mm-hmm. so that was all you were going to get from it yeah but she talked about so much more in that interview that and and and, and i'm sure she specifically sandwiched it into the middle so that it wouldn't be how she led mm-hmm. and then it also wouldn't be the last impression that you exactly. got. Exactly. So she sandwiched it in the middle because it needed to be addressed. It needed to be addressed. But it also shouldn't have been the main focus. And you certainly don't want to start then. You certainly don't want to end on that yeah. note. I think she did a splendid job. Exactly. I mean, honestly, people... Oh, and she could have gotten someone who didn't. She got Lisa. She got a friend to interview. She They could have picked any sort of random anyone or someone who hated Kobe Bryant to pose to ask these questions. And it could have been a negative, negative interview. They chose a friend. So my thing is, why would you think her intentions were anything other than... Who knows what Gail's intentions were? But my thing is, as a journalist, I do think that there was a slant. Not, I'm not a journalist. But I do think there was a slant to the story. And they were not trying to be negative towards Kobe Bryant by right. getting this black woman who happened to be a friend. Right. Who was also they, a did, they knew he, yeah. her response wasn't going to be, he did it, girl. Exactly. Like, they, like, <laughs> yes. And, and knew she, had, she knew what questions they were going to ask beforehand. With, he was a close friend. We yes. came up together. He was amazing. What do you think she was gonna say exactly. about the, you know this whole rape incident? Like that's the state one of the safest environments. That it was going to be positive. Yeah, it's it's one of to me. It's it's she's one of the best Why? people, people so to dumb. answer that question, to ask that question too, because they know that I know you're not gonna say anything bad. But like you said, like you mentioned, it needed to be brought up. It's already out there. People are talking about it. Let's pose this question towards someone who had a relationship with someone who's in who, with him, who's also in the same field. She, yeah, she's gonna answer in a way listen Kobe has only shown me that he's an upright upstanding <laughs> citizen blah 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 and then people have a it just to me it, it was felt like it was an answer to this whole question of like whether or not it was a, um, what the Washington Post reporter should have been um suspended uh-huh and I still agree that yes I think what she did number one she just retweeted the story about mm-hmm. the whole the rape incident right with no context or anything yeah. Hours after the news broke that the man passed away. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, his wife's first tear barely dropped from her face Mm -hmm. when that was brought up. Yeah. Um, So I think that the interview was kind of sort of the answer to that. Yeah, exactly. That that was what they were trying to do. Yeah. Because Roxanne Gay was the first one. It was, um, I, I was looking on Twitter, like reactions to things. She was one of the first people she said. You know, people are going to have complicated reactions about this. Mm -hmm. But the only thing we need to focus on right now is understanding that his wife is a woman who just lost her her husband and her and her child. And we should be offering nothing but respect and support right Mm -hmm. now. And then someone was like, oh, what do you mean complicated? And then, you know, the trolls started to argue amongst themselves. Um, And I I was we knew what she was talking Mm -hmm. about. We knew what she meant by complicated is the fact that, you know. Uh, no one's free from sin. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for a lot of uh, celebrities and things, their dirty laundry gets aired out in front of everyone. Yeah. So we all knew that there had been a stain on his reputation yeah. at some point in his career. And that wasn't going to just be forgotten or erased because he lost his life um, early. Yeah. So I think that's you know why she said that. She put it out there basically to say... Hey, all you haters that are going to want to bring up the negative shit, remember that there's a woman right now who's mourning the loss of her husband and the loss of her child. Mm -hmm. Chill out. Yeah. Like, offer nothing but support by being respectful. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, someone didn't, brought it up, and then it needed to be addressed. Exactly. Um, You know what I would like... More than more than for Lisa Leslie to to step up and say something, I would want 
Vanessa Bryant to step up and say mm-hmm. something about this Oprah Gale situation. Mm-hmm. I would love it if she just shut down all the all the hate. Mm-hmm. If she came out and was like, listen, it was brought up and so it needed to be addressed. I didn't think it was an issue with her bringing it up. And I think both Gail, I think Gail did a good job. And I think Lisa answered in a way that made me proud. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I don't know if that's how she feels. I'm just saying yeah, that. Hmm, that's like I in think. my spirit. I would love if she said that. And then it shut down all these people that... Like, you sitting there dr- trying to drag these two black women. Bring it Oprah into this, by the way. Um, You want to drag Gail and Oprah and whatever. These two black women who have done so much for the black so community. So much for the black community. And the woman who is the most deeply affected by this is saying, that's not the proper response. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's what I would like to happen. Yeah. and I Anybody think- who's anybody that listens to this podcast, <laughs> however many degrees of separation... Please call Vanessa Bryant. Can we please find out how well, I what think she, she thinks probably about has this? other things. You know, like the fact that she's more in a way that is unimaginable. A lot more than like watching the stupid yeah. circus of people fight over things that have nothing to do with them. Exactly. And don't affect their lives and, and I in think, the same way. And I think, you know, just to like, again, like just to reiterate, you know, Oprah and, and just speaking on Oprah, I'll just speak on Oprah because she's brought into this because... You know, a lot of people are now bringing up all of the Russell Simmons stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's been accused of, you know, sex- he has sexual some sexual, sexual allegations as well. And people are like, well, you didn't... There are pictures of Oprah with Harvey Weinstein because there's pictures of freaking thousands of people, hundreds of people mm-hmm. posing with Harvey Weinstein at an event because he was a freaking producer in Hollywood. So people are saying that she hasn't touched it and she hasn't said anything. But, you know, she was going against Michael Jackson and she was going against, you know, uh, Russell Simmons, who she then backed out of um the documentary because she felt like there were inconsistencies and the the victim stories and i think she said um it doesn't mean i don't support them but i just feel like there are some inconsistencies and it doesn't make me feel like i can wholeheartedly accept this and um she also admitted that russell simmons had reached out to her personally and and tried to get her from doing this documentary and she still didn't back down until a week or so ago so i think it just if you look at someone's history and if you look at, there's this sort of, like we mentioned before, there's this sort of belief that, you know, black people are supposed to have each other's back. And yes, and that's to a certain extent true. But it's also, we have a history of not speaking about things sometimes and sweeping things under the rug. And and if someone's doing something bad, you know, we're like, oh, well, let's just not talk about that. You know, that's so-and-so. You know, that's so And all of these things of misogyny and 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 sexism and all that runs very rampant. Yeah. I oh, think. let's and talk I, about how R. Kelly was allowed to continue to do the yes. things that he was doing. This Damn. protection of 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 black men at the expense of black women yes. and black girls. And and it's like less. It less, has to stop. Yeah, and and I think the fact that it it just and like the the, the gentleman um, I forget his name who Amanda Seals posted his video of on her Instagram. Michael Eric Dyson. Michael Eric Dyson. Yeah. Who so eloquently, so perfectly stated. Just just laid everything about what's going on with mm-hmm. this Oprah, Gale, black male fragility, all this shit, all this. He laid it down so perfectly and how even Oprah and Gale have done so many things for the black for black men. You know, Oprah, you know, supporting black men in colleges, sending people to Morehouse College, you know, even just girls in Africa, you know, making all these schools and just all of the things that she's done for the community and the fact that she can't not even she didn't do anything. The fact that she can't even be sort of associated with someone who's going to criticize black people when they're in the wrong or they're mm-hmm. doing something or even just saying, let's talk about this. Let's bring up this. Let's have a space where we can talk about this because everyone else is. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's what's crazy is if you look at his, um, so Amanda Seals, um, she limited the comments on her post mm-hmm. where she reposted Michael Eric Dyson's video. Mm-hmm. He did not. He is over, like over 4,000 comments. And the top one, as soon as you click on it, it says, you sound like a real clown right now. My thoughts typically align with you, but not here. These are women who consistently have a habit of targeting and demonizing black men, but have yet to speak against the white men who have been convicted of worse. <laughs> I can't. Gail, okay, well, let me, let me read the whole okay, thing. Go. It goes on. Gail King was reaching to pull some negative comment about Kobe from those questions and double down when Lisa Leslie didn't give her what she wanted. 
horrific during this time of mourning for Kobe's family. She deserves the backlash she is getting because we expect this from the white media, not our own. We're not wrong for holding our own to a higher standard. Gail King and Oprah need to have a strong backbone if they plan to continue demonizing black men. And it goes on and on like that for a lot of the comments. Um, where people being like, you need to stop. She's wrong for this. We support black women, just not these black women. Like, just. Uh. And how is she not supportive of. I, I don't understand it because, like I said again, like we've kept saying, the issue, the thing was out there. She didn't come out. It, it, it just. So she, we're supposed to just ignore it? That's my thing. It's just like look up the look at the setup of the uh, fucking apparently interview. Apparently, they would love it if look at did. the yeah, and that's that that can't continue to happen. I I just it it is. Well, I, one I, of the really important things that he says as well is you know we want to drag Oprah and we want to drag Gail, um, and say that you know they they're coming for the black men they're coming for black please uh, tell me how so all this. how are they doing this but but one thing that he brings up is he's like you know i love hip-hop i love hip-hop music you know i have a book about jay-z out right now you know he's interviewed nas he's interviewed tupac all these people but he's like but we never look at the way that um black men talk about women black women particularly mm-hmm. in their music mm-hmm. in rap music like we never address these things and then when we feel ever so slighted by a black woman, it's drag and cancel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then he's just like, you know, if we want to talk about, like, how about we, like, love and support black women, <laughs> right? He's just like, let's look at all, all the different ways in which we don't, in which we treat black women like the bottom of our shoe. Yeah. Like, I'm summing this up. These are my own words. Um, but, yeah, it's really interesting how... There's like the like when people decide they want to call out, mm-hmm. and it's just like y'all need to check yourselves. You're in your feelings about in something, your feelings. yeah, and and you can't look at it objectively. Uh, I was watching, why well, was I watching Dan Levitard the other day? <laughs> I always find myself somehow watching Dan Levitard, and I only caught a really small part of what he was saying, but what I caught was he was saying something about um, there has to be room to be able to talk about. Um, the Kobe Bryant rape incident without it becoming this, mm-hmm. right? Um, where we there needs to be able to be the conversation around Kobe and him being a great person, him being a great player, a great father, a great uh, a husband, all these things, yet having also had this incident take place in his mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. where it doesn't have to be the be-all, end-all of his legacy. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be... Kobe Bryant was a great basketball player, but you know, in 2003, like it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be, that doesn't have to be the only conversation that can be had, exactly. but we also don't have to ignore this thing that happened yeah. and pretend like this man was a complete saint. We get that. Like people are mourning, but again, it was brought up. Yeah. So let's address it. Mm-hmm. Let's address it. And let's move on. Yeah. But like it was brought up and it's being addressed because he was saying, he's like, listen, not for nothing. Kobe, you know, he apologized to the woman and Kobe's he he stuck by I did not rape this girl, but he acknowledged that something clearly had happened mm-hmm. where there may have been some inappropriate behavior on his part exactly. even if it was unknowingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, right. So, let's acknowledge that, but he but Dan Lebatar was just basically saying like it doesn't have to be that like this one stain on his resume has to sour his entire legacy. Mm-hmm. But we also don't have to treat it like it never happened. Yeah. Like, why can't these two things exist, but Kobe still also be the GOAT? Mm-hmm. Like, it, right. Because I guess people are just too fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, too- people are really too dumb. And then when someone passes, they want to pretend like they were like a god or like some like the next coming. And it's like, but they were a human being just like the rest of us. And we all know with family members when, you know, people die, they leave behind a very gray history you know what i'm saying it's, it's not like they were perfect it's just like they're things good and bad that right. comes with them they do, you still love them but you recognize the good and the bad and i think when you're in mourning you're definitely concentrating on all the good and sometimes there's this bittersweet feelings about them but we know that person wasn't a saint right so why and should I we pretend that he was i get it you know when 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 you're still hurting and you're still mourning you don't want to hear people bringing up negative things exactly but i just don't think that that's what happened here no with Kale and Lisa Leslie with the interview. 
I don't think Gail was trying to trump up some like dirt yeah. on Kobe. Like that was not at all what was happening. People really have to like look at this thing for what it really was. Yeah, and again, like I said, you know, black women get this shit kicked out of them <laughs> all day, every day. Here is yet another example. Like I'm getting sick of saying it. I'm getting sick of watching it. I'm getting sick of experiencing it. It's getting real fucking old. It, is. it really yeah. is. It's like every week we be talking about some blackity black ass shit, mm-hmm. and then it come the conversation always seems to end with black women get the shit kicked out mm-hmm. of them. Damn. It's like, yo, we really got to stop. It's, it's it's like that whole Terry Crews, Gabrielle Union thing we were talking about a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, I really wish that could have went a different way. Mm-hmm. And everyone I talk to, they're like, ah, Terry Crews ain't shit. <laughs> like, that is like the stance. Like, folks are not here. But, but I'm like, but can we also acknowledge, like, he apologized. And it was a very good apology. Mm-hmm. Like, take it however you want to take it. But what I read from his apology was that when he said the thing, he, he felt that way. That's what he believed. And it took for a little bit of dragging, a little bit of back and forth for him to realize, okay, that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. That's we all okay. make mistakes. Yeah. And then, and then he, he apologized very sincerely. He said, you know, regardless of whether or not I had experienced the things that she had experienced, um... I should have just taken, you know, her experience for what it was. Mm-hmm. That's what she was saying. And that was, that's, that was her experience. So by me saying, nah, that ain't what happened to me. I was kind of invalidating that and not realizing that that was hurting her in the mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. There like, we go. That's, that's a lot of times what happens. Uh, yeah. These miscommunications and these things. But again, it was like. There was sexism and racism and a whole bunch of shit that happened to her. And it was not at the hand of Terry Crews. But somehow that whole situation turned, erupted into a black man and a black woman going back and forth at each other Mm -hmm. in the media. Mm -hmm. And none of it was, the root of it was neither of their doing. Yeah. It was racism. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like, I'm like, ugh. Well, I, I wish sometimes people could step outside of the situation so they can see those things. But, you know, when you're in it and, you, and you're in your feelings, it's yeah. very difficult to look at these things objectively. Yeah. So, guys, everyone, just take a step back and just before you react, think about what you're saying, especially you nowadays. On, uh, on social yeah, media. Especially. especially when you have influence. Yeah. And you have a, a, you have a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. And especially nowadays with the shit that we're giving, that we're getting, every with clickbait and all these like headlines, everyone should know better. And it was just disappointing. Like it just bothered me. I can't say that again. How all these people, the things that they were saying about Gail, or the the way that they were coming. That's after what he's her. saying. He's just like, and the the way that you, that people are expressing themselves, the 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 words that you're using, the things that you're saying about these black women, the names you're calling these black women, even if you disagree. Is that necessary? Is that necessary? It's not necessary. It, it's not. So Ah, uh, we got to do better, black people. It's February. Yes, what are we doing? Month. It is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Go home. Grease your woman's scalp. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, put lotion on her. And tell her that you love her. Put lotion oh, on her. Flaws and all. Yeah, lift up her wig. Take out some of, them, some of her straight backs. You know, help her <laughs> take out her cornrows. And just, you know, appreciate her. Black women... Already got enough to go to deal with when they mm-hmm. outside in the world, when they're inside the community, they just want to be left on. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there we go. I have so much more to say about this. I have so many feelings to get out, but I'm like, it's just so much that I'm almost just like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I'm yeah. just so annoyed. Yeah, very annoyed <laughs> I'm and just, frustrated. I'm so annoyed and I'm so frustrated. And I'm just really sick of talking. It's bad enough that I, I'm sick of talking about like racism and sexism and colorism, all sort of bullshit. And it's like, I'm definitely sick of talking about it when it's like black on black. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, I'm yeah. over it. Anyway, <laughs> please, well, if, you... if you like this episode, <laughs> subscribe to Black Hipster. Yeah. <laughs> um, wherever you, li- you listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. You can email us at blackhipsterpodcast at, black at gmail.com. 
Um, you can follow us at Black Hipster Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Standrick W. You can follow my darling at the Shawa Evans. Yes, yes. Send us lovely notes. DM us on the podcast. On the gram. On oh, the gram. On oh, the gram, <laughs> like the podcast. On the, the they I mean, can't meaning, really DM us me, on the podcast. E, uh, DM us on our podcast's uh, yes. Instagram account. I mean, if yes. somebody want to de- come and slide into my DMs, they <laughs> better be ready for whatever they're going to get back. I'm just saying. Yes, keep it positive. Remember, keep it positive. I am two parts hipster, four parts hood rat. <laughs> Never forget it, Brooklyn, all it's day. It's six parts, a whole part? Is that the complete thing? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I oh, just, okay. <laughs> those numbers were super random. I just, yeah, I didn't really do the math on that. But yes. By yes, the yes. way, I just, before we go, I have to say, I had the wildest Uber driver last night. He's like, I get in with my coworker. He's like, um, we need to ask him something about we want to listen to some music. And my coworker was like, no. And he was like, <laughs> oh, y'all not from New York, huh? I was like, I actually am from New York, Brooklyn, all day. I'm like, but did us being from New York have anything to do with music? Yeah. Oh, because I was going to ask y'all if y'all know Pop Smoke, but since y'all not from New York, you know. And then I was like, I very much just said I was. And I also know who Pop Smoke is, but I'm good. <laughs> like that, what? Uh, I hope my colleague gave you one star because you were an idiot. Oh um, gosh, was he young? Was <laughs> no, he was like much older. Oh. He had to be like forties, forties, like oh. late forties. Okay, um, I, I hope she gave you one star so we never encounter you again. <laughs> um, but please enjoy your pop smoke and wherever you are from in New York, I'll be over here in Brooklyn where yes. I'm from. Yes. Um, and on that note, all right, till next Bye. week. Bye. <laughs>